Everyone loves a good treasure hunt, and Gary Young's search for purpose-driven oils can be traced down to 13 original oils brought back from Geneva, Switzerland. And one woman has gone through pages of notes and years of history to find which of the hundreds of oils in the Young Living collection were those original 13. Hello and welcome to Young Living's podcast, The Wild Drop. My name is Jacob Young, your host. Young Living is the world leader in producing and distributing premium essential oils. And this podcast that you're listening to right now will provide you with drops of information about Young Living, including stories, history, product information, lots of little fun facts, and even more. So thank you for joining us again on the podcast, Karen. Karen Bourne is a Young Living historian for us, and today we are talking about some of the essential oil history of Young Living. Karen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Well, Karen, we're, we have you back on the show because we talked about in the last episode how we were going to bring you back to talk about the original 13 essential oils that my dad brought back with him from Geneva, Switzerland. And everybody always asks, what were those 13 essential oils? Were they special oils? Were there oils that we offer? And so... Now you have the pleasure to share with everybody in the whole world what those original 13 oils were and the history behind them, please. Alrighty. Um, in 1998, your mom asked me to edit Gary's transcripts. And I am so grateful because that has been, it has been a joy and so much fun. And I probably have expanded it way too big, but I'll tell you what, if you want to know about lip balms, I've tracked down all the lip balms, all of the products. I have 28 categories of products. Oh, wow. So when I would run across a product, and I knew John Wetton had told me before I started doing this that he had wanted to ask Gary um, some background about the uh, the blends in particular, and he took a list, but Gary was too ill. And yeah. John just said, we're lost. We're lost. No, we're not, because Mary was smart enough to know how valuable those transcripts were. So while I was editing the transcripts, I kept running across Gary saying in 19, and he named different years, but Mary has confirmed it was 1983. He went to Geneva, Switzerland after the lady told him about essential oils. And he said, well, I've tried them and I don't like them. And she said, you don't have essential oils in America. You only have perfume oils. Mm -hmm. And so he got excited about the research that she showed him. And so he said, how can I get there? So she she actually helped him get into that medical conference. And then 15 times, Gary said, I brought home 13 oils, but he never said what they were. Yeah. <laughs> Which was frustrating. And I'm so glad that my mom is a hoarder in a sense of yeah. all these papers. I remember when my dad first passed away, we started sorting through all the different papers. And my dad was a serious note taker. He took notes on everything and anything. And so trying to go through all of these papers and find stuff, um, stuff in particular to, you know, new products or new product formulation, um, there's so much paper. <laughs> yes. And that was the biggest question that people had after my dad passed away is, so who's going to make the blends? We still have a lot of blends that my dad wrote down and actually made, and we don't know where the prototypes are or the first blends are, but we have the ingredient deck and we have the instructions to make these blends. And so 
I mean, if we did one every single year, we still would have another 45 years of one specific blend or special blend for every year for the next 45 years. So we're covered on that part. Um, and then as far as notes for, you know, new product formulation, ingredients, concoctions, mixtures, whatever it may be. Um, and we're still, like you said, we're still transcribing that and putting it into a cloud base to make sure that it's protected and saved in case the papers get lost or something like that. So really appreciate you for taking the time to do all that. That's a lot of papers to go through, a lot and a lot of papers. But it's so interesting, especially the rationale of why Gary made the products, yeah. why, he, why he liked this blend and why he liked that single oil. That part is just fascinating. And so now when anyone in the company needs information, uh, John Wetton has told them who to go to. Yeah. And um, I sent out a whole bunch of stuff this morning. So it's just, it's thrilling to me to see Gary's words being used and, and viewed by everybody. Yeah. I remember, um, so one of the products that is coming out at convention, we were having a little bit of an issue with the, with the mixture. And, um, I think it was HK Lin that went back through some of my dad's notes from years and years and years ago and actually was able to fig find out, find the solution to fix the issue with the mixture. And I mean, this was, um, his notes back from 99 or 2000, I think. So 20 years ahead of its time, he already knew how to resolve that issue. And I, I and I think that's so crazy to think just how far ahead he was. Uh, I mean, look at this building. This building was drawn up. I think my dad drew the blueprints up in 97, and they're very close and accurate to the original blueprints and design. And it's a very modern looking building as well. So I think that's crazy. So Karen, what were the original 13? Alrighty. Well, <laughs> I have to tell you a little bit about the detective work. Yes, and the best please. part were the um, original um, 1980s transcripts that Mary didn't go by just when Young Living started in 1994 because there were iterations, earlier yeah. ones. And so I, I was able to go back and look. And for instance, in a 1988 product formulation tape, Gary talked about rosemary, eucalyptus, thyme, melaleuca, and cinnamon. So right mm. away, there was the first five. Yeah. Now, he also mentioned um, black currant, but that's a fatty oil. It's not an essential oil. Gotcha. So didn't put that one in. But so there was the first five. And you think how, how important rosemary, melaleuca, thyme, and uh, I, cinnamon, they're, they're the most powerful oils yeah. in Gary's arsenal. And they're, they're using a lot of the primary blends that we have as well. Melaleuca especially, and cinnamon as well. Um, I'm a big fan of melaleuca for many, many, many reasons. And um, yeah, kind of a little fun fact. So kind of going off tangent here, but back in 1988, when the first iteration of Young Living was around, the name was actually um, flipped. Yes. So it's actually called Living, Living Young. Young before Young Living. And I can't remember when they swapped it, but um, one of the marketing people was like, it sounds a lot better if you do Young Living instead of Living Young. And so that's when they flipped it. So in our gym at my mom's place, um, it said, my dad has the old original uh, billboard, I guess you can say, the chrome and red letter one <laughs> that says Living Young on it. And it's that thing's priceless and it's in great condition. So... You, you talked about how my dad talked about these oils over and over and over. What kind of created this project for you? Was this a project you were assigned or was this simple, simply curiosity? How did how'd this come to be and how did you come to find the 13 oils? 
Well, it absolutely was curiosity because I've been at Young Living since 1999, and so I really felt like I was there pretty early. Yeah. But of course, I missed the you know Riverton. I came in the Payson days, but I loved Young Living. I mean, from the get go, and the more I could learn, the I, I just am insatiable about it. So anyway, when he kept mentioning 13 oils, and as I had been through. The lovely thing about having um, search options is I have 460-plus transcripts. I can search them. And so I kept searching and searching, and he never, ever said what the 13 were. So I went, okay, I need to find out. So I went to the earliest transcripts were from the late 1980s, actually even before Young Living Mm -hmm. with Your Mom started. Yeah. So, and that's that's how the first five that I mentioned came from a like 1986 transcript. Wow. Okay. And so you were able to find them from a 1988 transcript, and that's probably why we haven't been able to find it because nobody probably would have thought to look prior to Young Living's actual existence. That's interesting. So you've got the five. Where are the rest? Well, then I ran across in. Um, a long time ago, your mom asked me to edit uh, what we wanted to be Gary's Emotions book, and it just didn't happen. Other things got in the way, but there were there was information in there about oils. Number one, Gary said the first oil that he used that he brought back from Geneva was lavender. Yeah, and that made me so happy because I. I just, you know, lavender is just, it's, it's a beautiful. Oil. It's the essence of young living. It is. It really is. But also in that, that emotions book, he talked about fennel. And that was really important for me to know. There's number six. And then lavender, of course, is seven. And then in 1984, uh, frankincense popped up. Beautiful. And I had to go to um, uh, a transcript of Gary at uh, a conference in Europe, and he was talking about how he used frankincense. But really? it's like, okay, that's in 1987. Well, actually, it was 1984. 1984. Wow. Um, I'm actually learning some history right now as well. Oh, well, I, you have the file, so you... Yeah. Well, I always, um, I always assumed that my dad had started his research with frankincense in 2008 to 2011 when we did the frankincense caravan and the one gift and all that. I had no idea that he had it and was kind of using it way, way, way back then. I mean, it's, it's really exciting to know how his love for frankincense grew and grew to the point where he had to have sacred frankincense. And that's, yeah. that's my favorite oil. It's a beautiful oil. It's just, it has the most enticing aroma and it is, it's powerful. Yeah, frankincense is such an amazing oil. And the fact that he was using it way, way back in the day, 1984, correct? And it's crazy to think that, you know, you found this on top of, you know, us doing the episode specifically on frankincense, a few episodes, which by the way, if you haven't seen it, go back and see it, check it out. And this is just one of the 13 original oils. And I, I guess we call them the 13. We need a really cool name for these original 13 or something like that. Um, frankincense, what a beautiful oil. And then that leading on to him wanting to do more research on sacred frankincense and uh, just... Uh, 
everything lines up perfectly. And I, I need to toss something in, too. When, when Gary took this crew that I got to go with in 2009 through the Middle East, mm-hmm. we got to go to places that you can't go to anymore. Okay. So anyway, Gary and Mark went to the dangerous places, which were Socotra Island mm-hmm. and the Hadramut. And they got pictures that you can't get anymore. Um, I just recently bought a book about an explorer who went through Yemen, and he was not able to get into either of those two places. And I just think how blessed we are with Gary's foresight, knowing how important uh, all of that history was, that we've got the pictures, we've got the history. Yeah. Thanks to Gary. And, And it's amazing, too, when he was visiting these areas specifically, there was one zone I I only remember it being called the Forbidden Zone. And I think it was Queen of Sheba's territory or something like that. I I can't remember exactly. But my dad was doing some research on some old um, distilleries. Um, But they weren't weren't like the cookers you think of today. They were tubs, actually. Uh, And then they put massive slabs over the top, and that's how they kept pressure and whatnot. And he discovered them, and among... Amongst that, he found like old pottery, and then he found that massive rock with the snake engraving on it. And I remember he took it back to the Natural History Museum, and they said, well, here kind of the law is like, if you find it, you got to keep it and take it back with you. So we left some there and brought some back that's actually down in the museum. So for those of you that are coming in person to convention, please come down to the museum and check out those pieces. Those are history, literal history, not just young living history, but world history in a sense as well. Um, truly amazing and, and fascinating and just almost in a way, just a really cool bragging right to have that in our building as well. Yeah, every time I think about getting to be in Sanaa and then riding, driving in a cab down to Aden <laughs> because we needed to go see where the storage bins were for the frankincense, that road was switchbacks, and it it was terrifying. But yeah. it, what a thrill. I, I will never get to go back to Yemen, and I am so thankful that I got to go. All the adventures that I've been on with my dad, there have been, every single one of them have had some amazing memories to them, memories I will never forget. And some of those trips, I don't ever want to have to repeat. It, it wasn't the... The trip itself, like getting to the location and getting back was the awful part. Where my dad go is where most people and probably 99% of people would never, ever want to go in their life. You know, car breaks down, tire breaks down, the road is terrible or, or something like that. It's brutal getting to those locations. But once you're at the location, the the reward of that horrendous journey is just priceless. And then after that, the moment's killed because you have to drive back as well so (laughs) okay we covered a few more of the oils we added a few so we added frankincense we added fennel so we're up to seven now but we still got a few more to go through so what else do we have on the list well the next find was um actually came from researching a blend. RC was a blend that really spoke to me and I have loved using it. It's one of my favorites. But while I was researching RC, I ran across information that let me know that Gary had more oils. And so um, he, he added to his list eucalyptus, pine, cypress, myrtle, peppermint, and spruce. And what's really fun is um, there was a gal that worked here at Young Living, Alison Crown, and she oh. took 
Gary's original recipes that are handwritten, and she digitalized them. Mm -hmm. And I finally got my hands on them, and that is so fun to look back. And I could even see that the RC recipe started out with only six oils, and later it had seven. So it's really wonderful to have those original oils. And if we ever decide to bring back Royal Essence, Gary's, all of his notes are there on that. Uh, So I was really happy to, to find that. So that just added more oils. So... Then we get to cypress. Maybe I already mentioned yeah, this. Yeah, you mentioned cypress, cypress pine, pine, spruce, and myrtle. Myrtle and eucalyptus. Um, did he specify which eucalyptus? It's very interesting. The first one that he talks about using, he called it Australiana. But when I looked that up, it actually is eucalypt, is the globulus, is the I globulus. believe. Okay. So, so. Early In the early days, a lot of the names were just kind of floating around and mm-hmm. they hadn't been nailed down yet. Well, there hadn't been a lot of science or history or research done on essential oils either. So a lot of these didn't even have scientific names associated with them. They didn't have... Um, Oh, goodness. They didn't have their, their family, and correct me if I'm wrong, or... or the, the botanical. The botanical, the trees, all of that. Um, and globulus does make sense because radiata was discovered later when we moved down to Ecuador. Um, and I think it was in the high Andes that he discovered it, and some on the farm as well. So, wow, really, really interesting. Um, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see that pine was on this list as well do you remember when when he was talking about pine at what time that was um i'm thinking 1990 okay i'm not sure um i actually i have the file on the single oils and i have dated them yeah and a lot of times i have to go by the first label and so valerie scarfino has been so helpful Mm -hmm. to let me look have access and look at the early labels but sometimes the labels aren't enough. Sometimes I have to go by what Gary said in an early, early transcript. Yeah. My dad was really good at taking notes, but not putting the info that was needed on the labels. So, And now, uh, since working in research and development, that's actually what they told me is, hey, you need to write these down because your dad wasn't the best at writing it down. And then we take it to the lab and they're like, so what's in here? And we're like, ah... Uh. <laughs> At what time, you know, there's a lot of measurements and increments and all sorts of stuff that go into making a blend as well. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Is there anything else about finding these 13 that really like something that stood out to you or something that amazed you or inspired you or something that you just love about this mission that you've been on? I just love all of it. It just was so um, satisfying to me to be able to nail it down, except for the final two, which I think that your mom maybe gets to choose because we have um, the 13th oil is either myrrh or peppermint, and they both came on about the same time. About the same time. They're about the same, but... That'd be a hard... That'd be hard to decipher because I, I know one of the very first oils that my dad distilled, the first five I want to say, was lavender and peppermint. And I don't remember what the rest were, but I, I remember the first two were for sure lavender and peppermint. So I'd be curious to, I want to say it's most likely peppermint. But at the same time, if my dad had been using frankincense way, way back in the day, it probably is myrrh as well. Or 
maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I don't know. I think it could be both. So maybe it's 14 instead. Yeah, yeah maybe we should go with that because, <laughs> because Gary hardly ever said frankincense that he didn't say myrrh as well. Yeah. That to, to him, they, they were together because that's how they are in the Bible. And mm-hmm. uh, Gary loved the Bible and he loved the the times that they were mentioned in the Bible. and Yeah, and all the old um, scripts and writing and um, uh papyruses that he did research on, they always talked about using frankincense and myrrh together, never one or the other, but actually used both together in in, in unison in a way. Um, one was like the toner and the other one was the blemisher, however that skin stuff works, but you needed to use one, you need to use both of them. So they work together and I can't remember exactly what it was, but when they're put together, they work even better than they do just separately as well is kind of what I remember from that. Wow. Very, very, very interesting. And I I love this. I'm actually learning some stuff. So through this journey, were there any like red herrings? Were there any surprises? Was there anything that caught you off guard? Were there maybe some oils that you were expecting to see in there, but didn't see? I loved frankincense and lavender. So I was thrilled that they were in the original. I have to be personal because I love the the oils and I love myrtle. And there were so many of them, the, the spruce and the pine uh, reminded me of Gary talking about how how much he loved the mountains and he loved the trees. And I actually pulled out all the times he talked about the trees being the antenna of the earth and that you could sit at the bottom and feel like you could be receiving information from the universe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved how Gary was in tune with everything around him. It just... It's just it's just so sweet, and there's just uh, he's a very rare person. Yeah, really, really rare. So, well, that's awesome. All right, and to do a quick recap, because I know some of you were like, wait, 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 what were the 13? Because it was kind of broken up into segments. We're going to give you a full recap and a rundown of 1 through 13. So, Karen, please start with oil number one. All righty. That is rosemary. And number two is eucalyptus. And probably globulus. Mm-hmm. And number three is thyme. And then four is melaleuca. Five is cinnamon. Six is fennel. Seven is lavender. Eight is frankincense. Uh, number nine is cypress. Ten is pine. Eleven is spruce. Twelve is myrtle. And we have a tie. We either have 13 or maybe we're going to go with 14 14. because... 13 and 14 was the tie between myrrh and peppermint. And um, for all of you that are probably asking, yes, this is in chronological order. Um, These are the dates that we have, what Karen has found uh, from the notes that we found. This is in chronological order of the first tests, the first batches, the first mixes um, that my dad did. And I'm... I'm honestly surprised that rosemary's number one. Yeah. I figured it would have been lavender or peppermint or uh, I'm not sure what else I would maybe pine. Um, so to see them a little bit lower on the list is surprising to me, but also very interesting, very intriguing. Well, I think if you could go back and look at Gary's formulas for the products that he developed early, early yeah. on in the late 80s, you would see that 
probably Rosemary Eucalypts and Time, yeah. those were needed for for things that Gary was um, devising at that time. Yeah, oils alone, they're amazing, but also in herbal medicine, also very, very useful and very well known throughout the medicine world as well. Um, a lot of Native Americans and Native tribes use rosemary, thyme, um, and they're, yeah, they're amazing. So maybe it's not as much as a surprise to me anymore. So what's amazing about these 13, possibly 14, is that they make up the foundation of all the oils and the products that we have now, in a sense. We still use and sell all of these oils nowadays. We use all of these oils in blends, in products. Uh, for example, myrrh is in a lot of our skincare. Lavender, we have in a lot of our lavender-scented products, obviously. Uh, peppermint, you know, everyone loves peppermint. Everybody knows the common use for peppermint. And then our pine oil, which is mixed into our evergreen essence blend, which unfortunately you can only get during the holidays, but beautiful, beautiful blend. Uh, frankincense is in a lot. Um, we've got the frankincense resin as well. Th this just builds on top of the history that's being created currently. And it's just, it spreads so far and wide with these original 13. And I, I think that's absolutely amazing and awesome. So if you're hearing about these oils for the very first time, I'd highly recommend that you go to our website, you read the description, you read about the oils, and try it out if you're interested and whatnot. Um, convention will be a great time to try out all the oils if you're interested in those as well. And yeah, Karen, any, any last thoughts, any last words? Well, I really would like to say that um, Gary was such an original, and when he found something that was powerful, he went for it full bore. Do you realize that in the early, early transcripts, when Gary started combining and making blends, there wasn't even a name he called no. them combinations. Yeah. Now they're called blends. But that's how early Gary was. He was the one that he pioneered, and and he set himself this high, high standard of purity, and adulteration just made him break out in hives. You just couldn't stand the thought of anybody adulterating God's yeah. oils. And so Gary was the forerunner. Uh, here in the United States, and I think it spread everywhere. Uh, they already understood in Europe, but we didn't hear. We were so far behind, and my dad brought this all to light. He brought it to the forefront, and also kind of talking about how he's the pioneer of the modern-day essential oil movement, he's also the pioneer and the father of blends. My dad looked and did tons of research, and I'm, and I'm sure there might have been somebody before him that had tried mixing essential oils before, but we couldn't find any history, any data of essential oils being mixed before. Now, there's perfumeries that mix it, but perfume oil is very different, not even close to essential oils, um, as they're bleached and strained, and we won't get into all of that, but they're not essential oils once, once they've gone through that process. Um, and it was just something that was unknown and unheard of at the time as well, and so the first in that as well. And yeah, just... Amazing. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto the show and share this awesome history lesson with all of us. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the show sooner than you think. And please tell your mother, thank you for letting me be yeah. the one, because it has been the most wonderful journey. Well, mama listens to all the episodes, so she'll, she'll hear that, but okay. I will let her know. So okay. Karen, once again, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. 
And thank you for tuning into this episode of The Wild Drop. Remember, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, on YouTube, and our website at www.youngliving.com. Don't forget to oil up Young Living family. This is Jacob Young with The Wild Drop, dropping out. Take care. Take care.